Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, man. We're gonna get right into it. Uh, there's been some things going on, and, and these podcasts, uh, basically, the, the idea of these podcasts just come off general conversation and just observing the things that that are going on. And <laughs> the the first thing that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk about is Snapchat filters. And I understand that, you know, most people, it, they don't pay it no mind. They're so used to these Snapchat filters, but there is a much deeper rooted reason why people use Snapchat filters. You know, the typical basic uh, hearts going around the head, um, the, the, you know, the, the glasses, the, what the glass, yeah, the yeah. glasses, the, the, bu- the bunny ears and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of the other bullshit. And it's like. It's like women love filters. It's not for guys. It is for women. And what I've noticed is is, is the main reason why women use it is because most of them are insecure. And I know this is going to sound like I'm, you know, it's not even mansplaining. It's just giving you a male's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of women be like, no, I don't want to go outside. I, haven't, I don't have my makeup on. And then you just be like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. The filter is just makeup. Yeah, it's like no, it's not makeup. That's you covering up your that acne on your face. Damn. Like, stop. Like, yo, like, man. It's sometimes the filters are just too much. Mm-hmm. It's like, man. And then somebody's. I remember. I've heard some chicks try to compare a filter to a beard. Like, um. Well, you guys have beards. I'm like, what? well, we, we grow beards. <laughs> we fucking grow beards. We don't so put crazy. a filter on our face. Yeah. Like, man, it's just, it's a little, just, it's just too much. And mm-hmm. I see it so often that I'm just like, man, like Snapchat, I wonder what would happen to Snapchat if they took all the filters off. Like, I think people would, like, I think a lot of women in general would not use Snapchat anymore. Like, they would just stop using that shit. Yeah. That's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you could, for me, I know it's an insecure thing because I know the women that use it. Like some of them personally, and then I I just kind of track it back to how they act in person or yeah. how they take compliments or something like that. So when I do see them on Snapchat, they they act that same sort of way. Like they're not afraid to post a video on there, but rarely do they ever post something without a filter. Or even if they're even if it's something like them explaining something in a video, man. They'll use the big mouth or something. Yep. That way it just distorts how they look completely. Yep. And they don't have to, you know, look at them when they play the video back. I guess they don't feel comfortable yeah. looking at themselves or whatever the case may be. But it is, de- for me, it is definitely, you know, a sign of insecurities. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, another thing, too, what kills me is when, you know, not everybody, like, vlogs their Snapchat. Me, I happen to vlog my Snapchat, meaning... I will have a video either of myself explaining something or a scenario like, man, I went to the bank. This shit happened. This shit happened. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Most people, they just post basic shit like a picture of their face with a filter on it or a picture of a fucking sandwich and they're like, so bomb. Or like, you know, little basic shit. Yeah. Now, what I've noticed is there'll be a chick trying to explain something seriously like, you know, you need to step up and donate to this cause or something serious, but you got a filter. Like, take that shit off. Like, I can't even take what you're saying serious mm-hmm. because you got a fucking angel halo 
around your head and you dark skin, but your uh, the the fucking filter make you look light skin. <laughs> it's like yo, like come on, yeah, come on, man. It, that 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 fil- just the filter in itself is too much. And then Instagram. Instagram, what I've noticed is is the selfies. I'm seeing way more selfies instead of just like a selfie of themselves. Mm-hmm. It'll be a selfie, but the, even the selfies got the fucking filter on it because they take the picture from Snapchat and upload yeah. it to Instagram. Or they or they do a profile picture on Facebook. Yeah, their pro- yeah, profile a, picture will be with the filter on it. It's like, yo, like it's just like it's too much. That's strange, man. No, what it is is it's uh, it's amazing marketing. Like I think that Snapchat has done an amazing job at capitalizing on the insecurities of women, and it's gonna be some people mad. Like I can't believe you would say that about women. Like that's not even true. Okay, it's not true. Go to fucking Snapchat right now and go through your timeline. Go to your timeline right now, and I guarantee you, every fucking every single snap got a filter on it. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Cause men don't use they don't use filters. If they do, it's like as a joke, and they use like one like once every blue moon. Yeah. Women love the filters though. They fucking love it. Yeah. Like, what's the big deal with us loving filters? I'm it's not crazy st- how they could be so um, so welcome to taking selfies and snaps all the time, but also be insecure. Which is crazy. I yeah. Think they, I think you should probably just like work on yourself and learn to be more comfortable with how you look, and then you know. Try to take pictures. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And you know the thing about it, it's it's weird. I just think that women have this unrealistic expectation of themselves, mm-hmm. and if they feel they don't match, add up, then they're just like, oh my god, I need makeup, this and that. And I think it's more or less because of other women judging them. It's not based off us because yeah. men, men, we don't we don't look at little ticky tack things and say, oh, well, your eyelash is messed up. We don't give a fuck about an eyelash. Yeah, dudes don't care nothing about if any like dudes don't care about makeup or a Snapchat filter or anything. Generally, we don't pay it no attention. And then also, like we also know that once you take the makeup off, you look like completely different. Yep. So it's gonna be like, you know, man, I'm gonna be honest. I don't care how good a guy proclaims himself to be, or he's some Christian guy or a good guy. The first thing men notice is if you got titties and if you got ass. <laughs> and if you got those, then we like, damn, she's a... and then once we get to know you, like, oh, she's got a she's got a cool personality, you know? It's just it's the same thing for women, vice versa. When they see us, they're like, Oh, he's handsome or oh he's tall. But mm-hmm. we're not looking at your eyelashes. We're not looking at your motherfucking makeup. We're not we don't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. It's just I think that the the observations of other women are making other women insecure about themselves so they they don't they they don't even feel they feel so inadequate about what's going on that they're like oh you know let me let me put this fucking ninja turtle filter on my face you know (laughs) it's like dude oh lord yeah snapchat for you yeah it's good old snapchat man good old good old snapchat i could i could say a whole lot more about snapchat but i just don't i don't i I think i would run out of uh we wouldn't have enough record time on this fucking podcast (laughs) Uh, moving along, man, because uh, the, the, the whole filter thing, there's only so much you can elaborate on. Um, empathy. Empathy nowadays, like, it's so robotic. That's like people are not genuinely empathetic anymore. Yeah. The, it's the, the empathy that people share nowadays, it's like they feel obligated to do it. Instead of not saying anything or, you know, 
like keeping it to themselves or maybe saying a prayer for you, they'd be like thoughts and prayers. Like they don't mean nothing. They mm. don't. They don't really mean it, man. Yeah. They don't mean that at all. They That's don't. That's true. Ain't nobody That's, praying for you. I think um, you know, especially on the internet, you see it a lot where you know someone will pass away or you know somebody somebody you know like Prince or Michael Jackson passed away and then mm-hmm. everyone's is trending on social media, trending on Facebook, all over the place or whatever. And um, you know, people want to just throw a comment out there, and I imagine that there's a lot of people saying, um, you know, thoughts and prayers going up for such and such, whoever, and then, you know, they just continue scrolling through their social media yeah. feeds and then they don't actually pray. So nah. it's like, for me, for me, I was always, if I'm not like an actual fan of the person, if I, and not, if I don't say something, it doesn't mean that I don't care. It just means that I'm not going to fall into the trap of just trying to, um, go along with the trending topic. You Thank know what you. I mean? Like, uh, Greg Popovich's wife passed away yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, it's an extremely sad situation. And, you know, Greg Popovich is a great coach and a great person as well. But I don't want to be the person that is just saying rest in peace to Aaron Popovich just for the sake of saying rest in peace. Like, I don't really know. I don't not really know. I don't know any of them at all. So for me to just say something or and I'm not even like a, you know, a fan of the the Spurs and I didn't really know Greg Popovich's wife's name or I didn't know much about the situation at all. So for me to just be trying to, you know, just say something for the sake of saying something is kind of not real. Nah, exactly. It's just like you're, you're following suit. Mm -hmm. You basically feel obligated to, if you don't show empathy, then, you know, you wonder what people are going to think about you type of thing. Mm -hmm. When, when in actuality, just, you don't got to say shit. Yeah. Like you really don't. It's the same fake shit as when let's say some dude was a fucking asshole and then he passes away. Like he was like a gangbanger or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then you see people on Facebook like Rest in peace, big homie, he was a great person. He'd be like, uh no, he no, wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> this nigga was doing drive bys. <laughs> he shit. shot like twenty people. He shot like fifteen people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Free the homie no <laughs> he ain't did shit. Uh, yes he did. Yes he did. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's fake, man. It, it's fake. And I, I think that if you really feel it in your heart to say, like, if you say, for example, you know, his wife passed away, you just say, look, I can't imagine how painful that situation is. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. But if, if it's not on your heart to do that, and it seems like you're forcing it, or you're just trying to be like everyone else to show empathy to someone, don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, it just if it's not if it's not if it's not genuinely on your heart to do it, mm-hmm. then don't do it. Yeah, and I mean it just, it's and I see it everywhere. Thoughts and prayers. And, oh, and it go it goes back to what we seen the other day. Uh, uh, when they asked LeBron James the question during the course of a game. Yeah. About it, I just think that's not something appropriate to ask an athlete in the middle of a fucking game. Yeah. Or not ask, but uh, they said, oh well. Uh, Coach Popovich's wife, Aaron, uh, Aaron uh, Popovich passed away, and uh, you know this and that. How the fuck do you expect somebody to elaborate on that? Like they playing a game, let them look at that after the game. Mm-hmm. I think that was completely. I think they were looking for, they were looking for some groundbreaking shit. Like all they give a fuck about nowadays is a big story or, mm-hmm. or like a big reaction. Yeah. They, like, they was expecting LeBron James to cry and yell to the heavens, like, why? Yeah. You and know, they like, posted on TNT social media 
uh, you posted on TNT's YouTube page, and you know the headline is LeBron James cries after hearing Aaron Popovich passes away. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. like man, we, like will you get off this man's fucking nuts, man? I understand. I understand that LeBron James is the best player in the world, mm-hmm. but I mean, they treat celebrities and athletes or public figures like gods and objects. Yeah. Like they don't treat them like human beings. You, yeah. I mean, if if your buddy, if some your your neighbor Billy's wife just fucking died, you're not gonna ask, uh, you know, a neighbor's friend. So Billy's wife died. How do you feel about that? Like people gonna look at you stupid. Like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. It's just not appropriate. Just because the media is appropriating the situation does not mean it's something that should be done. It was completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I feel like you you should allow the players. If you report that it happened, I understand. But keep it on fucking ESPN. Yeah. Keep it on FSN. Mm-hmm. Do not ask an athlete during the course of a fucking game how they feel or are you aware? How would he be aware he playing in a motherfucking game? Yeah. This shit is it's just stupid, dude. Yeah. I think um well I would say that it was after the game. It wasn't during the game. It was always. It was yeah, right it was after. after. It was right after the game. Okay. Yeah. But even though it was after the game, he was still sweating. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So you're asking this guy. You, you, I mean, you're not asking him. You're uh, you're letting him know what happened. I just think it's better to allow him to find that shit out on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's. I don't know, man. I just don't. I think that journalism in today's by today's standards is completely bullshit man and and social media has tainted it is tainted the way that we look at things and how we cover things it's just too much yeah like it's too much man i think the way i i try to explain it is how there are people personally who will post something on instagram or they'll post something on twitter or they'll post something on youtube or facebook solely for the for the um, solely to try to get more likes or shares or whatever, only and not not in a good way. Not you know not to not if they're you know promoting a nonprofit organization or not if they're you know spreading uh, a news article about you know something that happened in the world or something. A lot of it is for the this idea of trying to become more famous. Yeah. So that that person that um thing that people do in their personal life on their own social media almost rubs off into these big corporations so, yeah you know people like tnt or espn you know they're all doing something for the sake of getting a retweet or yeah you know, a like or a million views or looking to get a like click that. yeah it's just a bunch of clickbait like i'd be seeing espn posting memes and gifts and stuff like that and it's just like are you serious? Like, it, it it's it's desperately trying to to uh, stay with the times. Mm-hmm. You know they're trying to they they're conforming they're conforming to <clears throat> this new bullshit. But here's my problem. Let's just talk about this on a much smaller scale. People they it's like they want empathy empathy so bad that it, have you ever seen have you been scrolling down Facebook and you see somebody say some shit like on a post like. I'm so tired of this, the pain, I can't take it anymore. And then somebody in the comments be like, oh my God, what's wrong? What happened? And then they don't respond. It's like, you just, yeah. want, you just want a motherfucker to ask you, are you okay? Like, 
what the fuck is your problem? Like, I see this a lot, too, and I'll be like, bruh, like, real. you're looking for pity. Like, mm-hmm. there, nobody, uh, no one can be genuinely empathetic to someone that is looking for that. Mm-hmm. That is just not a natural, like, I could see if you was having surgery or something, but even then, you shouldn't want pity, and you shouldn't want empathy, you know what I'm saying? If somebody's going to be empathetic towards your situation, let it be organically, like, yeah. Hey, I know you just had surgery, man. I'm sorry you're going through that. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you ever need anything, let me know. That's cool. But if you post it on Facebook, oh, I think they're gonna saw my leg off. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> like, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I got gout, y'all. Y'all pray for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just got some bomb ass head right now. Y'all pray for me. I can't even walk right now. I busted the biggest nut ever. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> it's just like, dude, it's just, it's too much, man. It's too much. And we see it every day. Mm-hmm. And when I see people do it, it, to me, it's, it's, it's so corny, dude. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking corny. Not by no, by no means am I trying to make myself like I'm some perfect individual. Not at all. Yeah. But shit like this, I just don't partake in. Mm-hmm. I don't want pity from anyone. I'm not seeking empathy from anyone. It just—it's not gonna get you nowhere. It ain't gonna get you nowhere. And if you can't be—if you can't be empathetic towards a situation without getting your shirt pulled on, like, hey, hey, feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for me. You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, nah, man. Yeah. You need to go. You need to go on somewhere, man. I feel it. All right, switching, switching, uh, switching lanes, man. Gym attire. Now this is gonna seem real petty. But I'm just going to be honest. Gym attire. Now, this is not just for, not just talking about women, but in general. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific dress code for the gym? Fuck no. You can wear whatever the fuck you want to the gym. But my thing is this. When you show up to the gym with some skin tight, cut off, look like leggings, but they cut off. They, and your butt cheeks are showing. And, cheeks and, your, out. and your stomach is, is out. Mm-hmm. And you barely got your breast and you got all your cleavage out, but you came to the gym. Uh, is it comfortable to say you looking for attention? Yeah. If you if you a dude and you come to the gym and you got a cut off shirt and you wearing fucking leggings and you got your dick meat showing in the goddamn gym, is it comfortable to say that you looking for attention? Because mm-hmm. I would say so. Now, my thing is this. When I go to the gym, man... I just got basic shit on, maybe some cutoff sweats uh, or a shirt or something like that. But I come to train. It seemed like people come to do other shit at the gym. All the way from the makeup to the ass cheeks being out. And it's like, first of all, that's unsanitary because the gym is not a clean place. So you got your ass cheeks out. You sitting on all this stuff. You about to get a motherfucking yeast infection or something <laughs> in there, man. That's not a good look. It's just not a good look. And yeah. And... I know I'm going to get shit for it, like, um, people can wear whatever the fuck they want, and you should shove your opinion up your ass. I don't care. If you don't like what I'm saying, get your own podcast and then talk about it. But as long as you're listening, just understand, this is how I perceive things and how I look at them. Yeah. So when I go to the gym and I see I see you got, uh, you like, when you leave, before you leave and go anywhere, you know what the fuck you have on. You know what you, you know what you're doing, so if you know what you're doing, then why are you basically you you like two centimeters away from having your nipple out, and you at the motherfucking gym, man? 
Like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. I think, for me, I guess, people, I don't know what, 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 what goes on in their mind when they're going to the gym. It's, it's still a public place. I think sometimes people go to the gym and they feel like they're, you know, in the privacy of their own home or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's never really okay to dress like that. You know what I mean? I think the only situation where that is even like remotely um, okay is, in my opinion, is when you're going to the, uh, when you're going swimming or if you're going to the beach or something like that. Other than that, you should be dressing like, you know, it's not trying to be like the sex symbol in the gym. Like, Seriously. People are just in there to work out, become healthier, become stronger, become more fit. So I don't get it. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. The whole sex symbol thing, because my thing is, is whenever, you know, see, regardless of what a woman is wearing or what she's going to do, it's going to be some dudes that try to objectify her. You know what I'm saying? So that goes without saying, you know, but here's the thing. You shouldn't disrespect a woman regardless of what she has on. Yeah. But for crying out fucking loud. Women know what they're doing when they go up in there. They're trying to be a sex symbol. They want to feel sexy. It's nothing wrong with feeling sexy. But goddamn, you in the gym. Is, is your objective really to work out? Or are you trying to hook up with some dude? And if you ain't trying to hook up with some dude, why the fuck you up in there with your butt cheeks out? Mm-hmm. What what the fuck is really going on? <laughs> and then when a dude walk up to you, you can't be acting all snooty. I'm not saying, oh, you, you invited it. All I'm saying is, is like, Men are sexually driven p- creatures. Yeah. Like men have dicks. Like they see a woman have naked in the gym, they just thinking about all the things they want to do to her. I'm just trying to give you a- their primal instincts take over. <laughs> 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 they forget their whole workout. Yeah, dropping bar dumbbells on feet and whatnot. Man, they turn into a fucking lion, man. Yeah. They man, they yeah. And, and and the thing about it too is, men. When men see something like that, they don't know how to respect it. I've seen many half-naked women in the gym, and I just kind of giggle to myself, and I keep working out. Yeah. Just based on the fact that I see what's going on, and I'm not going to be like, oh, man, she got some nice titties. Oh, I got to go over there and say hi to her. Like, man, I'm 33 years old, man. That's tacky and corny. I'm not going to walk up on some woman that's working out. Because yeah. she, even though she half-naked, she in there trying to better herself. So let me applaud her for doing that. The but worst I, thing, though, is if you got, like, a flat booty girl in there oh, and her cheeks is out. <laughs> you be like, oh, my God. Take, go home. Yeah, you got a tortilla booty <laughs> trying to wear leggings. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that I've seen that before where the booty is flat. But it's like, to each his own, man, you know? Some people, some dudes like flat booty, man. <laughs> flat. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But if you got your cheeks out, it's just like... Yeah, you got your cheeks out. But it's just like... It's like women that don't got ass, they try extra hard to have their ass out. Yeah. It's like a girl with a big booty, it's just out, and it's, they they be doing shit too. But a girl that really ain't got no booty, like they be doing, they be walking a certain way, poking their booty all out in their selfies. Like, you poke, you about to break your motherfucking back. Yeah. Trying to get a booty pick on. Like, uh, uh, I've been hitting it hard at the gym, booty progress. And you be like, your booty, booty progress. <laughs> Booty progress, your booty, <laughs> booty from, gains, you, 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 yeah, booty gains. That's the new one. It's got like a little uh, peach. Like week week one, your booty looked the same as week seventeen. You need to think about what's that surgery they shoot fat in your butt. 
you need to just go get a uh, get a uh, a whopper and then just put it in a blender and then get a needle and shoot it in your butt. That's what you. That's the Kim. You just go to the doctor and say you need the Kim K package. Yeah, you need the you need the Mick booty. <laughs> <laughs> These fake asses out of control, man. <laughs> I ain't never seen a fake ass that I was like, ooh, she look good. <laughs> fake asses look horrible. That is nasty. Yeah, Kim K. And Chloe really fucked me up when she got a fake ass. Because Chloe was like, I loved her, man. Because when she was with Lamar, she was she was a little bit chubby. But mm-hmm. she had a nice, she still had a nice body. She had a nice booty and stuff. She didn't need no butt, no butt surgery, you know? Yeah. Lamar screwed everything up, man. Yeah, he did. He's on drugs. But Chloe was, man, she was fine. Because Chloe was the most realistic-looking woman on there, in my opinion. Like, she liked the type of woman you could run into in the street and be like, oh, yeah, she banging. Mm -hmm. You know? But now she, like, look kind of different. And the the fake ass just fucked me up. I'm just like, come on. Like, man, it's just too much. And and then the bad thing about fake asses is the most chicks that get fake asses don't work out. So they got these skinny legs. You got Kermit the Frog legs with a bubble booty, and it just look fucked up. Like you got a water balloon back there. Yeah, like a bunch of cottage, yeah, cheese back there. Cottage cheese. You got cottage cheese with two two motherfucking army balloons back there, Uh, man. Yeah, yeah, it's all bad. I don't know how we got on the subject of fake asses, but Mm -hmm. let's get off of those right now. (laughs) Oh man! All right. Um relationships now this this is a, t- a a topic that uh it's just it's really funny to me because the i've just i analyze so much just like I, I feel like you see the world for what it really is when you're single i think when you spend an extended time being single you see how people really conduct themselves you see you you, you can tell who's really happy versus who's really just there yeah. There are more people. I can count probably on one hand how many people that I know personally are ha- in happy relationships. Mm-hmm. There was a chick that I used to work with, and I, I met her husband and stuff. He seemed like he was a cool guy. And um, like the, she had like a, it was way back in the day, they had like a party, uh, but it was a, uh, like an employee's birthday, not a birthday, but a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I was talking to her. And then she just mentioned out of nowhere. She's like, ah, sometimes I wish I wasn't married. And I was just like, what? What the hell? Like, bro, like that should never, ever come out of a married person's mouth. Or, you know, like them OGs or like them old heads. I'd be like, boy, if I was single. Yeah. Back in my day, that's how you know. That's like a telltale sign. That's a telltale sign. You ain't happy, man. That means you just, you, you felt obligated. Society made you feel obligated to settle down with whoever the fuck you was with. And now you marry. My, I, I really, you don't got to take no advice from me, but this is my opinion. Unless you are literally like happy, like the person you are with is your friend. Don't fucking marry him. Mm-hmm. Don't marry him, cause now you, you didn't had a long work day. Now you got to come home and deal with her, and you can't stand her, bro. You fucked up. Yeah. You, you really fucked up. And uh, with me, I'm the type of dude. I just ain't gonna settle. You know. Um, Am I just this great fucking guy? I don't think so. I think I'm a. I think I'm a pretty good man, and from a general aspect. But as far as all the stuff that these that women make up in their mind of what a real man is, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you what uh, what you want to hear. I'm not going to like you more than you like me, and I'm certainly not going to be at a woman who is not my friend. 
Yeah. A lot of people, when you see people that always argue, there are more people in relationships that's like, you know what, I'm tired of this, and I could have better. If I wanted to do this, I could go have a new man, and I could do that. And it's like they arguing back and forth. Uh-huh. That's because they not friendly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a waste of time. And <clears throat> you always hear like those, at least from what I perceive to be like successful relationships is like, they'll be like, shout out to such and such. They'll be like my best friend and then my husband, or they'll be yep. like, shout out to my best friend and my wife. And then, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a list of things in yep. a certain order. And then, yep. you know, those people tend to be yes. the ones that you see, that you see to, that seem happy. Yes, very true. And I'm a firm believer, like, first of all, I'm not making it like I'm the greatest guy ever, but as far as cheating, I, that's non-existent. I don't, I don't believe that that's something you should ever get in a, have to do. Because mm-hmm. if you just want some pussy, then don't get in a relationship. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I think we all are free to make our own decisions, and I think a relationship is a decision that not only you make for you, but you make for that person. Because you don't want to make them look stupid. I, I think you owe them that much. You know, a lot of people cheating, man, they act like, People act like they just like, you know, oh, I'm loyal, this and that. Oh, you loyal, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then how about you tell the truth about all them niggas you got in your phone behind your man's back? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. To, how about you tell them about all them times you went to lunch with them dudes that you met at work or you met them at the gym while your man was at work and you didn't tell him about it? Because I'm already knowing what a lot of these women do out here. And I'm already knowing that a lot of these dudes are scumbags, too. Yeah. Okay? So <laughs> that's another reason why... Uh, not being in a relationship is awesome because I sleep good at night knowing that I'm making a good decision. And when I make that choice to settle down, it will be with someone that not only that I trust from a general aspect, but I trust you with my life. I trust you with my finances. I trust you in all aspects of life. I don't got to worry about you when I'm at work because plus I'm a truck driver. I work long days. I don't need to be worrying about what you're doing when I'm at work. Yeah. I want to know I got a woman that's handling her business. And when she and then when I'm gone, she doing what she's doing and I ain't got to worry about her. But man, it's a whole bunch of insecure dudes out here um, that are worried about what they woman doing because they don't trust her. And the same dude that don't trust his girl, he ain't shit too. Mm-hmm. He been cheating too. So it's like you got this world is tainted. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important that when you when you choose somebody, you got to make that conscious decision. Like, yeah, what the fuck am I getting myself into? Because it's 2018. Mm-hmm. All that lovey-dovey, um, you should think about having kids. You don't want to get married? You know that? Nah, this is not 1925, man. Everybody out here fucking. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's, you pretty much said it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a never ending thing. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people wonder, like, um, oh man, like, man, you getting old, man? Like your clock is ticking. I'm thinking, like, what clock? I don't give a fuck if I had kids at forty. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter to me. And if I don't have kids, if that never happened, that's cool. But I'm not gonna force that. Yeah, that's I think what, you know that's what I I think for me too. I think you know when you're growing up and generally you know. <clears throat> a lot of our parents are really young. Yeah. And then you, like, I remember in elementary, you know, you would always ask, like, hey, how old is your mom? How old is your mom? And then, you know, your, your mom would be probably, like, in her 30s or something like that. And then, um, you know, generally, most most of your classmates have a, 
um, their parents was in that same vicinity. Yeah. But as you get older and you realize how life works, you realize that, you know, if you're a person that's, if you're making good decisions in life and you're not trying to just have a, you know, just have unprotected sex or if you're just not trying to have a baby for the sake of having a baby or, if, you know, generally... I would say that most people that do have kids probably aren't planning to do it. I was always a person that was, I didn't want to have like an accidental kid. So I feel you. I always wanted to, you know, have it like, you know, at least like planned out in a very true good sense. You know what I mean? To where I'm married and then I have, you know, a good living and a career and stuff like that. So I'm not just, you know, just out here all willy nilly. Yeah. That's very true. And you know, a lot of people like, they would like it's crazy how society if you ever try to say something like i i mean you let them know what your your intentions are like basically like i don't want to have kids i want to try to to be as be as planned as possible mm-hmm. or be with somebody that i truly care about mm-hmm. and i could trust her to be the you know the mother of my child and they look at you like man like it don't work out like that bro i mean it don't work out like that if i can control that yeah. then it can it's your choice it's your choice mm-hmm. don't let society uh put you in a, in a full Nelson and be like, you're going to have some kids. <laughs> Last time I checked, this is my dick, okay? You don't control what I do with it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I will continue to put a condom on it mm-hmm. because I'm looking at, <laughs> at a lot of dudes my age especially that hate their child's mother uh, and, and they give them hell. And I know some other dudes that got like six baby mamas, seven baby mamas. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, you are fucking reckless, bro. Mm-hmm. You are reckless. And it's like, it's hard to be a parent. How could, how the fuck can you be a good parent? And you got seven, seven baby motherfucking mamas. baby mamas. Yeah. Your kids are going to resent you because you can't give all of them the time you need to give them. All you can give them is a paycheck. And That's then expensive, it, too. It's expensive. And half the dudes that's fucking all the time is broke. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not saying look I'm not I'm not want to sit there and say you can't get none if you broke all I'm saying is is you if you flat broke your your mind should be focused less on pussy and more on money yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm just saying man mm-hmm. if you flat broke I wouldn't feel right chasing a chick down trying to get laid if I don't have any way to support myself yeah and them is the main dudes that be the child support. Like, fuck my baby mama. She tripping, man. Trying like, to take all my money. Gonna take all my money. Like, last time I checked, uh, yeah, you, you've been uh, you've been busting a lot of nuts, sir. <laughs> like, you got so many fucking kids. <laughs> hey, man. You can't complete. And then, oh, man. <clears throat> uh, there was a co-worker I had. This is about five years ago. About five or six years ago. And, uh... He said, man, this is ridiculous, man. Baby mama, just they, they they tripping. And I was like, oh, you know. And he was a cool guy, you know. And uh, he said, man, all these kids, man, I'm taking all my fucking money. And I'm thinking, like, first of all, I'm thinking, like, bro, them is your kids. This is child support. You're supporting a child. Yeah. It's not you, It's not like you're supporting some kid in fucking Syria or Africa or some shit. <laughs> like, this is your child. Yeah. And I was like, man, how many kids you got? He was like, eight. God damn. And I was thinking to myself, like, I ain't got nothing else to say to this motherfucker right here. Yeah. I ain't got nothing else to say. I just said, oh, that's crazy. And I just walked the fuck off. If you, if you all of a sudden, so you got eight kids, which would probably mean that's like your first child was um, at least like eight years ago or some, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. So 
you've you would have had to have been paying child support for at least a few of those years already. So and then while you were playing child support, you probably were also like having more kids. So basically what I'm saying is like you can't really get no <laughs> you can't really get no sympathy from somebody else for making that crazy decision nah. like, multiple times. Nah, you, what you need to do is write a letter to uh, to Trojan and say, look, man, I'm sorry I never used y'all, but uh, I'm thinking about making a change. <laughs> y'all got the magnum. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, man. Uh, so, and, and, and my whole thing is, a, not only just a relationship, but in, in general, man, make a conscious decision on what you want to do with your life and don't let others influence what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because I just I see it too often. I, I see it a lot of times with women. They feel bad because they don't got a man. They think something's wrong with them. There is nothing wrong with you. If you don't want a man, you don't need one. Yeah. Don't 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 think it's something wrong with you because you don't got a man. You know. It's not, yeah, it's nothing wrong with being single, and it's also nothing wrong with like to um with aspiring to have like a you know a fulfilling relationship but exactly just don't be so eager to be in a relationship that you're like throwing all your morals aside thank to you be in a relationship and have a kid or like don't get so caught up in these like fictitious celebrity relationships that you see on Man. instagram and stuff like that yeah and they'd be the same people that'd be like hashtag goals when kevin hart and his wife post like pictures and then you realize that you know Kevin Hart was cheating on his wife yeah so it's like you know what I mean just you gotta take everything with a grain of salt and you know definitely to perspective the worst fucking one is Kevin Gates people keep posting pictures of Kevin Gates and his wife <laughs> and they're like relationship goals if you ride for me then I'm a ride for you like shit like that yeah like this whole idea this social media relationship stuff is a joke there's also like relationships that are not as uh, not as popularized, I guess you would say, that are like probably better relationships than the relationships that people tend to like think of ideal relationships. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's like I would say like uh, Gucci Mane and his and his. I think I don't know if they're married yet, but I know they're they're planning on getting married or whatever. But his relationships seem, you know, it seemed like authentic. The girl was with him when you know he was in prison and stuff like that, and she's still with him, and they, you know, they had a they just seem like they go well together and even like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of, you know, relationships that people post on Instagram and then there's one relationship, you know, with like Barack Obama and Michelle Obama and they, they're one relationship that I don't think a lot of people talk about, but you know, that's one that you never, you never hear any crazy rumors about them or, you know what I mean? So very true. I think you just hit on something right there though. You don't really hear anything about it because they keep it to their fucking self. Yeah. See, the, the number one, I think the best, the number one way you can tell someone is happy in a relationship is when they don't gotta, they don't have to prove it to everyone. Mm-hmm. I understand when people get in the honeymoon stage, I've been there, you know, everything's going great, you know, and you're just really vibing with each other, but you gotta keep that shit to yourself. And I'll tell you why. You need to be sure that this person's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure you can trust this person. You need to make sure because you don't really know anybody till about a year, anyways. Yeah. You know, five six months go by, they still got shit they probably hiding from your ass. So here, here you go, all happy with your dumb ass. You got 
30,000 pictures of them on your Facebook and social media and you posting all these love memes and shit. Yeah. And that person probably is a piece of shit. You have to let you have to allow people to show you who they are. And I think nowadays people are too they rush too much. Mm-hmm. They put way too much out there. It's like and it's like you're trying to appease people that don't mean anything. You you want to you want people to perceive you a certain way as being like this happy couple or you know, just like this ideal couple. Some people, it's some people. I ain't gonna. I mean, obviously, I ain't gonna say no names. But it's some people that overshare. Like they'd be in a bed, laying with each other, half naked. Like this is Bay right here, and it's like, bro, taking pictures of your like your husband or your whoever sleep too much. <laughs> like don't nobody want to see him. Nobody want to see your post post sex. <laughs> if I just got through fucking the shit out of my girl, then we gonna have some breakfast and keep it to ourselves. I'm not gonna have be half naked with her like. And it's like a lot of it is insecurity too. It's like you want everybody to see, yeah, I'm fucking her, yeah. She laid in my bed or grabbing her, grabbing all on her booty and stuff. Like, don't sexualize your girl to everybody. <laughs> Stop that shit. Because now you're going to have a whole bunch of dudes want to fuck your girl. <laughs> that was my cousin posted a picture on Instagram. What? He just had a, he's grabbing his girl's booty and, it was, and the caption was like, dang, my girl got a fat booty. <laughs> that was, <laughs> <laughs> was like, what the hell? What the hell, man? Because all that's going to happen is this. Now all these dudes that know your girl is waiting for y'all to break up just so they can try to fuck. Yeah. Like just keeping it one hundred, especially especially dudes. Either dudes that's like, a lot of dudes don't give a fuck, man. They 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 look for any crack in your relationship and they gonna move in for the kill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then if you putting your girl out there like that, you showing her body off. Like some people like to be shown off, but that's just too much. I see it all the time, man. Mm-hmm. And there's some people in particular right now. Like I don't got no beef with them. They cool, but goddamn, like people half naked and. Laying all up in the bed and like, yeah, girl, you put that thing on me. Or or when her head game is A1. Like, you don't, what? Need to, don't be letting everybody know your girl know how to suck dick. Why would you do that? <laughs> that's, only that's, for, that's only for my eyes. That's, that's only for me to know. That's only for my, for, for my eyes and my dick. You do not need to tell everybody that your girl get bomb head. So now they're going to be like. Oh, so she get bomb head. <laughs> it's, imagine, imagine this, right? Imagine this, you and your girl, y'all in a relationship, right? And you putting all this shit out there. And obviously, she she probably ain't cheating on you or nothing like that. But it, uh, you ever see the lines at uh, uh, In-N-Out Burger? How the line is always long as a motherfucker and it's wrapping around the building? Mm-hmm. That is a representation of every dude that wants to fuck your girl. Damn. And whenever a woman is loyal to you, bro, it's it says a lot about her because she could run off with any one of them niggas. Mm-hmm. And out of all of them dudes, a lot of them look better than you smarter than you probably make more money than you all kind of shit and she could run off with him mm-hmm. but your girl is approached at least three to four times a day if she fine she's getting pro- approached at least three to four times a day by different dudes trying to fuck either in her dms or they at her job trying to get at her or some dude at, at, that's trying to get at her at fucking walgreens women get approached every single day and you making it worse by sexualizing your girl putting her out there like that like, you don't need to do that, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy, man. It, it's 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 so much. If you really analyze the situation, if you really analyze it, you would see that what I'm saying is the truth. It may just be my opinion, but everything that I'm saying, I've seen it. I've seen it, man. I've seen girls get. I've seen girls get. Um, 
I don't want to give go too deep, but it's been girls that I've seen on social media that had a boyfriend and their man was putting them out there. And I was thinking like, shit, she got a big booty. And then they broke up. They broke up and I seen her and I shot I shot my shot. I sure the fuck did. I said, look, I already know she got ass. I'm going to shoot my shot. You know what I'm saying? working on his free throws. Yeah, if I shoot my shot and I miss, oh, well, I shot my shot. And I'm single, she's single. You got like a LeBron shot or a Steph Curry shot? Man, I, I that day I had a uh, I had a Dwight Howard because I didn't I didn't make my shot. But I didn't shot my shot before and I didn't made it. I didn't slam dunk that motherfucker too. <laughs> yeah, man. So the moral of the story, ultimately, man, whatever your relationship is, don't force it, man. Don't force it. Make sure whoever you with is your friend. Yeah. And 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 also make sure you're not oversharing. I don't give a fuck that we live in a social media era. Yeah. You, I would I like to treat my relationship like it's 1995. Yeah. You know, you don't need to know when I'm fucking. You don't need to know uh when we just got through having sex. You don't need to know old Bay got them tight leggings on today. Like that's just too much, bro. Mm-hmm. The more you keep shit to yourself, the more private things are. I'm telling you, the more you can build a, a better uh, foundation and union between you and that and that woman. So once y'all do go public, once you finally do go public and people start seeing y'all together, it ain't nothing no one can say or do that's going to be able to break that union up. Yeah. You know, just be smart about the shit, man. Amen. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Crap. Th- this is... This is something that um, if you engage in using Facebook, you um, you know what I'm talking about. And that is Facebook arguments. <clears throat> we could just say social media arguments, but that the arguments become much more prevalent, like as, as far as arguments are concerned on yeah. social media on Facebook. Yeah. And what happens is you got a bunch of people fighting to prove a point. They're fighting to win an argument when in actuality, no one is getting fucking paid for it. Mm-hmm. You just got a bunch of opinions. People act like experts. I can't stand those people. Yeah, they act like an expert. They'll let's say it'll be a picture of like Kobe or something. They'll be like, no, pound for pound, Kobe is the greatest player of all time. And they'll just leave a picture of Kobe and they'll be like, actually, that's incorrect because LeBron did this and this and that. And then you come back and be like, well, you know, Kobe did this, and they're like, nah, but LeBron did. And this is like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of opinions. And it's like you know who would never have that argument mm-hmm. about like the perception of people is Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, they would be competitive as far as like I'm better than Kobe Bryant just because I'm a, a competitor. I'm better than Michael Jordan just because I'm a competitor. But I've heard Kobe Bryant say like he doesn't like he can never win that argument. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always going to be somebody out there that's throwing out some random statistic or yeah. they're going to pull up this or they're going to pull up that. But you, there's there's arguments that you just you just can't win. There's That is one of them. Like sports, like is LeBron James the best ever? Someone already has it set in their mind, so there's not going to be any way to change their mind. Politics. Exactly. It's so polarizing. There's some people that may only believe in something because they're a Republican. They may only believe in health care because they're a Democrat. So it's like you having an arg- having a having 
an argument is just it's almost just a sport like there's no real there's no real end to it having a debate you know what i mean it's like a different connotation to it. You can get exactly. You can get more out of a debate. You may actually learn something in a debate, but there's rarely debates on Facebook. Generally, yeah. oh it's my just, god, it's just people arguing on something um, that I don't think they know in their mind. But when I'm scrolling through Facebook, looking at it, I know that there's you're not going to change that person's mind. So not it's at almost all. it's almost useless to have that conversation in exactly. the first place. Exactly. Very true. And, you know, uh, uh, to your point, though, the reason why it's hard to make a point on social media, there are not enough characters that you can write down in text format that are not going to be misinterpreted. They can find one word out of all the valid things you said, mm -hmm. and they will completely... What it is is when people don't want to buy into your to your opinion or facts, they will find one word just to purposely misunderstand what you say, yeah. and then they keep going, okay? And it just, people don't know how to have a conversation. That's why it's better to have a real face-to-face -face conversation. Anything that is written in text format can be misinterpreted. Whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter. That's why it's important a lot of times that if you see how I'm doing this podcast, mm -hmm. there'll be a lot of things that you wouldn't understand if I said them on Facebook and you would challenge them and say, oh, you're doing this or what about this? And then I have to explain, well, no, I actually feel this way. Yeah. It's like you, you're not elaborating enough, even when you make a good point, because you're never going to be, especially if you're not a dumb person. You're never going to be bright enough to somebody that's dumb and that or that's uneducated or doesn't understand or is not or does not have enough like patience to have uh, um, a, just a regular discourse with someone instead of talking at them. Yeah, there's a difference between talking to someone and at them. Yeah, there'll be somebody like, uh, man, if you don't like LeBron, you a bitch and a, and a hater. You'd be like, Wait, whoa, whoa, yeah. hold the fuck up, man. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not a bitch or a hater. Mm -hmm. I just, <laughs> I just want, I just want to display my opinion without being talked at. Yeah. And when I see somebody like, man, Kobe trash, I, it's like a lot of times I can't even entertain that mm -hmm. just because he's one of the greatest players of all time. And it's like, there's nothing I can do to persuade this person to feel otherwise. So I don't even have the energy a lot of times when I see people say certain things. Yeah. So it's like, you know, why? And then I've challenged people before. I'm not going to say I haven't never done it. And it's like, by the time you're done, you, you got a, your 40 comments in mm -hmm. and you're like, wait a minute. Why am I responding back and forth to this person? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, so, I'm curious. So why like everything is so polarizing? Like when it comes to sports, like you can't, you can't like Michael Jordan and like Kobe Bryant or oh you can't God. like Kobe Bryant and you can't like LeBron James. I know me personally, like, I don't like certain aspects of certain things for like real reasons, but yes. I feel like some people just don't like Kobe Bryant because they like LeBron James, which is crazy. Yeah. Like Kobe Bryant, all he did was give what 20 years of like hard work and dedication to a single franchise. You know what I mean? And still people will find a way to, 
you know, turn that into something that it's it's really not. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect you to understand because you have a bunch of unhappy people who haven't accomplished anything and they have a platform now. Back in 99 and 2000, all the way up to like 2005, 6, people did not have the platform to go on Facebook and say, Kobe trash, Jordan trash. But now that they have that platform to display their opinions, mm -hmm. they're going to get on there and talk shit, even though they ain't accomplishing shit. The same motherfucker that say Kobe trash has been picking up trash, literally, <laughs> in a parking lot at Dollar General. <laughs> so he hates his life. He hates what's going on. So... He's going to have the, the most craziest opinions of an athlete or somebody who has is, who is obtained a success. Yeah. Let me explain something to you. I'm not a fan of Cardi B at all, but I respect her. She worked hard to get where she's at. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Nicki Minaj, but I respect the fact that she did what she did to get where she's at. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I don't have to necessarily like someone to respect them. There are a lot of people that I, that I respect and I don't care for them much. Yeah. They wouldn't be where they're at without some type of talent. Yeah. You know, there are people in this world that feel they are talented. I'm one person that thinks that they're not, but that what does that really mean? Yeah. If it was so easy for somebody to make it, don't you think uh, I would have been a fucking rapper? Mm -hmm. Or don't you think all the people talking shit in the comments, they would have been a fucking rapper or athlete? But that's yeah. not the case. Yeah. Most people that feel this way, like, oh, you either like Kobe or you like LeBron, they've created this standard of bullshit because they just they haters yeah haters can't like multiple things mm -hmm. they have to they have to put all their energy into one thing and hate everything else mm -hmm. you know that and man it's this dude i knew man i used to work with him probably about five six years ago this dude was such a fucking hater that i remember uh uh he was a sneakerhead too like he was always buying shoes but his shoe game wasn't all that. It was cool. He had some nice kicks. But whenever I seen him and I seen he had nice shoes, I would compliment him. Because that's how I am. If I see something and somebody's either dressed nice, it could be a man, whatever. It don't matter who it is. If a woman, I'd be like, hey, hey, you look good, man. I like your shoes. And he'd be like, oh, um, oh, thank you, man. He was such a hater that he wasn't even comfortable taking compliments. <laughs> that's how bad people be hating. They hate so much that they expect people to hate on them. Ain't nobody <laughs> hating on you, man. You just suck at life. You know, I came in there one day with some hot-ass sneakers. Everybody's like, oh, them, them shoes are dope. All oh, them shoes are dope. All oh, them shoes are dope. I'm not looking for any recognition for shoes or whatever it is. But it shows you. Whenever you're doing something good or something, something right, nobody going to say nothing. But if you fuck up one time, then it'll be the same people to be like, oh, man, why'd you fall down like that? Oh, man, what'd you want? Mm -hmm. You'd be like, bruh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can succeed literally 800 times and they will hate you for it. But now they got a smile on your face that one motherfucking time you fail. That is that same situation with LeBron. LeBron, what is he like? Three and I don't know how many finals he lost, but he got three championships and he lost in the yeah. finals um, like five times or something like that. And that's yeah. the same, that same thing. Like, why can't he... Why can't he just be great? You know what I mean? With three yeah. rings and, you know, but every time he loses, it's like a, you, people have a field day on social media. Like, oh, all yeah. LeBron suck. All LeBron suck. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I'm not going to say LeBron sucks. Am I, do I, he, he's not one of my favorite favorites, but th what does that really mean? Yeah. That's an opinion. Mm -hmm. Fact is that LeBron is great. He's not good. He's yeah. great. If okay? you're able, if you're able to not like a person, but also like 
congratulate them at being good at what they do, then that's like a true testament to yeah being like a real person. <clears throat> yes, it is because you're not you're not a plastic. You know, mm-hmm. some people will just ah fuck LeBron, he a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, but he just scored seventy points. Man, that nigga gay. You be like, wait a minute. How's the weak? How's LeBron gay and you score seventy points? Yeah. It's like you such a hater that you yeah. can't even. You just sound just. You just sound dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's people really like that, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever you hear somebody talk like that, pay close attention to what they're doing in their life. Yeah, it happens a lot with rappers too. Oh man. Oh, Drake suck. And then you'd be like, man, let me look at this dude's profile, and it'd be like, yeah, a SoundCloud link in his bio. Yeah, that's 20, right. <laughs> Twenty listens. <laughs> you'd be like, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, if the funny thing is, how we gauge talent. Me personally, I think Drake is dope. I've always, I've, I've always liked Drake. Mm-hmm. You know, but being a man and liking Drake, you are gonna have some people that you know the the uh, the quote unquote. Um, Alpha male, you know. I only listen to DMX, nigga. I only listen to Tupac. <laughs> Drake gay. That's for some bitches right there. That's for some <laughs> girls like that shit. I'm thinking like, bro, like the man that's oftentimes the loudest in the room and trying to be the most macho is the softest motherfucker ever. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like something, then you like it. Period. That's real. If you like it, you like it, man. Yeah. And that's why I don't understand why all these these pointless arguments and 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 uh, not only arguments but back and forth about who's who's great, who's not, and this and that. You can't really prove it. You just got to respect greatness. That's real. Ain't nothing you can really do. Mm-hmm. Actually, as, as we uh, uh, as we doing this podcast, you got the NBA playoffs on, and Durant just, he just sprained the fuck out of his ankle. Lame. And lame. you know, this nigga got some skinny ankles, too. They, his ankles ain't going to hold up. And in the, in the, if it was a tornado, you got to get Durant out of there because his ankles <laughs> <ain't gonna happen. laughs> <laughs> I hope he's all right though. You know, I'm just giving him some genuine empathy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hope he's okay because I oh, understand. Oh, oh man, God. now Livingston's ankle is getting hurt. Oh man. You know, I think as an athlete, you could relate to these guys whenever you hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you a fat couch potato, it goes right back to our this, this topic. You know. Ooh, oh. God damn. Yeah, that's a bad. Ooh. Yeah, he hit that knee. They didn't need a knee there. Oh, San Antonio. It's the same dude. Oh my god. That little, what's the dude's name? He the one that's been. He just hurt Durant. Yeah, he did. Well, he didn't hurt him, but like he was in the same area. Yeah, he know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. But it go. It goes back to what we're talking about. You know, um, the genuine, the genuine empathy. The guy hurt himself, and and being former athletes, Mm -hmm. uh, we understand when somebody hurts themselves. You know, uh, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a fun thing. Especially when people, when somebody like D Rose heard himself, man, D Rose a bitch, man. He's soft. He can't never stay on the court. And I'm thinking like, bro, you eat hot dogs all day, man. Yeah, that's that's that really sucks too. Like somebody that's like, some athletes are just like injury prone. Yeah. And for people to be making comments about it is like, it's really sad, man. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff is out, you know, out of your control. Exactly. And it's you know, unless you're. LeBron James, you might, you know what I'm saying? You might Yeah. <laughs> you might go to Miami real quick and get that little fix and then Oh man. <laughs> that's a oh man, that's a whole nother podcast in <laughs> itself. And you know what? There's some people that uh that, that'll call me a hater for this, but me it's me it's me and a buddy of mine named Jose talked about it. 
And then me and my little bro, we talked about it. Uh, and LeBron, uh, possibly on HDH. <laughs> Yo, real talk. <laughs> this guy's been playing for, what, 15 years? Yeah. How the fuck do you play 15 years with no injuries? I'm not yeah. saying it's not possible, but you are a big man. Yeah. And you and you don't and this dude don't miss no games, man. None. Not for injury. And he not for injury. And he ain't even missing a step. Yeah. Dude is 34 jumping out the gym. Like, I'm not saying you can't be successful and and, and be athletic and but it was sometimes LeBron looked like he was falling off. When he first came to Cleveland, he was all skinny as fuck. And then now he back back kind of a little bit bigger, but he was still bigger in Miami. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know, man. But I, I'm not going to go in on LeBron with the, the whole possible HGH allegations because I don't want to look like a hater. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that alone. I would say, though, that um, most – well, at least fo- football is more prominent just because it's Definitely. such a physical game. But I, I, I would have to believe that if there are people I'm, – I'm sure there's people taking um, HGH or PEDs in every single sport. Just because there's a physical advantage to it in every single sport, even whether it's tennis or whatever or boxing, even you know what I mean. There's a there's a physical advantage you get from taking those those PEDs, and in the the um, since basketball is such a skill based thing, I feel like they don't test for it that often. But when they do test for it, I've realized that the majority of people that got caught with the PEDs were people that weren't that good. Like they were, you know, they might be like six men, they might be like the seventh, eighth person off the bench, but they were never like star athletes. Yeah. And I that I feel like that's one of those things where that might, you know, that might be a little bit fishy there. And that's generally in most sports too. In most sports, even in football, you see like there's certain, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there are certain... Um, athletes that got caught and they were just like you know maybe a backup wide receiver or a backup linebacker or second string offensive lineman he's just like if this dude is doing it yeah he ain't even playing yeah there's got to be somebody that's doing it that's like a real superstar definitely definitely um yeah that 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 definitely can be uh but it has not been proven so at the end of the day i'm just gonna look like a hater Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I mean, being a person that has, uh, but w- even with that, like, uh, what was it um, Barry Bonds never got caught? There's a bunch of baseball players yeah. in that whole early 2000s. That oh was, man, yeah, you know, juicing like a mug, and Mark everybody McGuire, knew Sammy it. Stolza. Yeah, we, they all knew it, but and none of them got caught. So that, like, that kind of no, goes they, back they to got, they they had to they ended up getting busted, and also. Well, Jose Canseco they was the first one. They weren't selling tests, though. They were. They That's got true. caught with the whole um, the doctor and all that. They just yeah. kind of got caught. Was it Balco? Yeah. Yeah. Even Lance Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong yep. went his whole career, and he never. You know, he was getting blood transfusions yeah. and stuff. Crazy. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Don't don't sleep on it. Don't, people think that steroids or or, or performance enhancing drugs make you all big and buff. Uh, false. That's only in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're talking about from uh, basketball or football, whatever. Now, you can look like a bodybuilder in football based on the fact that these guys are literally trying to get bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Now, with basketball, it's more or less endurance. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of how much you you lift or run, you're still going to be leaner and smaller because a, a NBA starter 
is going to run an average of over seven miles a game. That's a, a fact that I had seen. I, I uh, checked on Google quite a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you I think could, that fact started coming around when they was testing somebody like uh, Ray Allen, just because he was coming off of all kind of screens and the whole yeah. game he was running around. Oh and that was God. Like, yeah. I remember that was like kind of like the first time they ever really thought about it. Yeah, dude. And Ray Allen was definitely. And then uh, Rashard Lewis, who was uh, at one time uh, LeBron James. No, it wasn't LeBron James. Well, he was LeBron James' team for a little bit in Miami. But in Orlando, Rashard Lewis got busted for performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. And it was for... Uh, um, um, what's the one uh, they, they tried to get this at LeBron? Oh, uh, human growth hormone, HGH. Mm-hmm. And he got busted for it. And what people don't realize about HGH, it is used for recovery purposes. Yeah. So if you recover like that, you're breaking your muscle down, but you're building it up. So LeBron wake up feeling like a new LeBron every day. I think also, too, I don't know how we got on this topic, but I'm kind of interested in it. There's yeah. like, <laughs> if, you look at the, if you look at the sports that have more articles coming, coming out about people that are getting caught, they're all the sports that have um, more frequent testing. Yeah. So like track athletes get tested like pretty much like before and after every track meet and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they getting caught every, every, you know, they getting caught every single track meet. There's, you know, somebody coming out that, you know, we even know someone personally that we know firsthand that got caught using uh, yeah. performance enhancing drugs as a track yeah. athlete. Yes. And then um, boxing too, like uh, Canelo just got caught using yes. six uh, month suspension. Yeah. And, you know, they were saying it was in a meet or whatever, but, you know, who knows if that's true or not. And then before that, the, the person that Deontay Wilder was fighting, um, that King Kong dude, I forget his name. Is that Cuban dude? He's Cuban. Oh. Um, but that dude, you know, he got caught before before their fight or their fight was supposed to be earlier, and he also got caught in the 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 boxing. Um, the routine that they have is crazy. It's like super random. They'll they'll you know they'll pop up on you anytime and stuff like that. They've you know they've told stories about different boxers that were they knew good and well they were on or yeah. not i think it was ufc fighters ufc fighters get caught all this time oh man brock lesnar so been like, busted multiple times yeah jump uh, bones jones john jones got busted yeah, again all recently. the time so uh, i say all that to say that you know what i'm saying like you said don't not just because someone hasn't got caught yet doesn't mean they're not doing it it's all about the the frequency of how much they're testing these people not to mention not to mention, if they're not all huge and ripped and buff, does not mean that they are not on something. Yeah. You got to realize, performance-enhancing drugs enhance performance. Mm-hmm. Not always your 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 looks, because a lot of times you're you're genetically predisposed to being lean or being huge or yeah. real buff. Mm-hmm. But some of the, I've said some dudes like Lance Armstrong that don't look impressive. That's on performance-enhancing drugs, man. Mm-hmm. Crazy. When you're that much better than the whole field, it's just like, that should be alarming. Definitely. Uh, another one that they can't prove it, or I don't know, but Usain Bolt had a run at one time. Yeah. And I just don't think that dude was clean. I really don't. Because when you blowing people out the water the way he was, it's like there's a top-tier athlete. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying it's not real. Mm-hmm. But the way that Usain Bolt was blowing people out the water, man. I would say that it's just it's way more difficult for a track athlete to get away with it. So yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know if that's possible, and I wouldn't even put that on Usain Bolt. It's it's a question. Yeah. It's a cause for concern just because he was so he was so fast. Yeah. But at the same time, like the 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 drug testing and track is real. Like, yeah, you know, it is. They they doing it before and after every every event, and you know, randomly they'll pop up on you and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? That to your point, that is true. They they tightened up. Because mm-hmm. they had a lot of guys that were dirty, they had to strip them of their 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 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Now, um, if anybody forgot what that topic was about, it started off about Facebook arguments. <laughs> <laughs> it went from Facebook to yeah. We just kept sprinkling in LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Yeah, but you see what? It yeah, but it, that's that's what happens, man. You know, um, these arguments string from many things, and then you stray from you stray from the main topic to something else. But I think every I think you understand exactly what what we're getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to that, uh, it's just a waste of time. Anything written in text format can be misinterpreted. It is much better if you have that discourse face to face. And if you cannot, then create a fucking podcast. And then when when people listen to the podcast, they can leave you a comment. Yeah. And even then, it would have to be based off of what you said, so they can't misinterpret what you say. Yeah. That is the main point. All right. Now. This, this this to me is just the whole situation is crazy. But Starbucks, if anybody has is not aware, recently at Starbucks, uh, it was two young black men that entered the store. Uh, I don't know what what transpired beforehand, but um, I guess in a nutshell, they were asked to leave. They didn't want to leave. The police were called that they weren't doing anything wrong. I think they've proven that there was some form of discrimination against these young black men. But the coolest thing about it is the black guys, they was just cool. They wasn't like, fuck y'all. <laughs> you see the video, they was just chilling. They went with the police and they just they just left with them. Mm-hmm. So they didn't cause a scene. You know, I guess they were they were told to leave and they didn't do it. But at the end of the day, that that, that franchise itself uh is 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 uh has caused a big stir. And now Starbucks is closing the stores for one day to do racial uh, racial sensitivity course or training, and uh, yeah, man, I'll double. Let me go ahead and double check it. I forgot what the, exactly what the training is called. Go ahead and elaborate, man. Let me go ahead and look this up while I'm. Uh, I honestly don't know much about the situation. <laughs> I just know it looked crazy with two black people just getting arrested for sitting in Starbucks. Yeah, that's that's just some shit you don't see happen to white mm-hmm. people. I'm just just being honest. Like mm-hmm. you don't see them fucking. Dragging out some random white guy like, hey, you can't be here. I'm calling the police. Mm-hmm. I just think, okay, I, I'll, I'll say this. As a black man, I will say that um, the perception of us is very, very low. Um, when with black people, they, they look at us as, um, as, a, as a nuisance or as uh, uh, not only as a nuisance, but all these preconceived notions of black people, all their, you know, they might steal or um, they might be ghetto or uh, I, I just we don't want them here. You know, this and that. And it's just so many negative stereotypes against black people that people tend to overreact even when there's nothing going on. Yeah. And I believe that is what happened at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I've had a similar situation, but the difference between me and those guys is the fact that if you don't want me in your business, I'm going to fucking leave. Even if you're a racist. If you say, hey, um, uh, we don't want you here. I'm going to be like, why? 
Yeah. And they'll be like, you know, we don't just want you here. I'm going to say, well, you know what? Bye. Fuck y'all. And I'm out of there. Just leave, man. I'm just going to leave, man. I've literally walked into stores and was going look, was going in there to spend some, some of my hard-earned money, money and walked in, looked around the store for a cool minute, didn't get zero acknowledgement from any of the employees that yes. worked there, and I just left. Yeah. So this is just not the right, this is not the right place to spend my money. Exactly. It's not. And, and, you know, and and the thing about it is, is you're not really going to understand this whole situation unless you're black. So I don't expect people to be like, oh, I understand. It's okay if you don't. I'm just trying to give you perspective of how many times I've walked into certain places and I was not welcome or not treated with the same respect as someone else. And my thing is, I wasn't going to make the, the assumption because I'm black. I'm getting treated like this. I just made the I've just looked, made the observation that look, you not treat me with the same respect as all these other people in here. So let me just get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me get the fuck out. And my thing is this. I'm not willing to go and say the whole fucking company at Starbucks is racist. That that to me is overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Um I think that the isolated incident that it took place in that in that franchise should be held accountable. I feel that what they did was wrong to ask them to leave when they were doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But to say that the whole fucking Starbucks is racist, that is overboard. Uh, and and the thing about it is, is I feel that Starbucks overreacted by closing their stores down. I feel that they are only doing it because they feel like for liability purposes. You know, um, they don't want to be seen as the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So, and in this day and age, racism is such a trending topic that they're going to be like, let's stop the stores. We got to let everybody know we're not racist because that's not good. But my question is this. Since when has Starbucks been a place where black people really even go? I don't go there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that black people don't go to Starbucks. I'm just saying you're never going to see a Starbucks full of black people. You just don't see it. It, You you mainly, when you go to Starbucks, you're going to see a lot of Uggs. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of girls girls wearing Uggs. You're definitely going to see that. (laughs) And, you know, I think if, if you think about not so much what they're targeting, but what their primary customer is. And I'm just be honest. We all know this. It's mainly white women. Okay. It's the same thing as if like a, 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 a place that's exclusively uh, black people go to it. I don't know, like a Popeye's or a, um, mm-hmm. what's another, what's another place like a Roscoe's chicken and waffles or something. Yeah. Okay. Mainly a lot of black people go there. Not cause they just love fried chicken, but they happen to go to fucking Roscoe's. Food is good. Food is good. Shit, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, you can't just, like, say Starbucks is racist just because you might see a bunch of white people in there. Mm-hmm. They just might happen to like Starbucks. Shit. You know, I got a homegirl. She loves Starbucks. She's liked it for years. It's always been her thing, you know? And she's white, but I actually talked to her about the situation, and she was like, yeah, man, I, I don't understand it, man. I, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get it. She's like, it's wrong what they did. They kicked them out like that, but closing the store down. And I know she used to go to Starbucks every motherfucking day. Literally before work, she used to go to Starbucks every day. So I know it's going to hurt her when she want to go in there and get her a little, little Frappuccino or something. And people going to be sad. People going to be sad. Man, they're going to be sad. Mm-hmm. People, I, There's some people that go multiple times a day too, so they really going to be hurt. Oh, yeah. They're, def- they're definitely going to be hurt. And then what killed me though is the people that was boycotting, like they boycotted the um, 
Starbucks. There was some people in there. Starbucks is racist. Starbucks is racist. Yeah. Starbucks. Is, I'm like, bro. What, what I will say is, I I, I realized that um, Starbucks doesn't franchise their stores. Uh-huh. They're all company owned stores, sort of, ah, like, sort it. of like Walmart. Got so it. Got it. I guess it's it's all kind of connected somehow, but still, it's just that store. That store, up. you know, whatever whoever that store manager is or the manager that was on duty at that point. You know, that has nothing to do with the CEO. Thank you. You, you know, you want to know why I feel this way, though? I feel this way for this reason. Because especially as a black man, I can relate. Imagine imagine if, you know, uh, some Joe Schmo black guy robs a store, right? And the store owner from that point forward thinks that every black person's a criminal. Think about that. Think about how fucked up that way. Mm-hmm. Think about how fucked up that that is to think like that mm-hmm. and there's some people that really think like that like oh, i can't trust black people they steal yeah you know being being treated like that is something you don't ever want to put on anyone else yeah and there is a perceived there is a perceived idea or notion that you know a lot of this black people is just criminals and they're a waste of time and they're sagging their pants and they gang bangers and all of that and here it is you got one store to do something that was that was racist and now you want to put that on the whole company I just don't think that adds up. Yeah. You know, I'm not I I'm not I'm not going to generalize a whole company based on the acts of one fucking store. Yeah. Cuz I don't want to be if you don't yeah, like you said, you don't want that to happen to you too. Thank you. I don't want to be generalized as some crook or bad guy when I ain't did nothing to nobody. Mm-hmm. Cuz it happens to us all the time. Yeah. As a black man, you go into 7-Eleven, the store people the people from the store watch you. It don't matter what culture it is, it could be white. Asian, Mexican, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Everyone, when you go into a store as a black man, they're looking at you to see if you're stealing. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, I've been through it. Yeah. And it's and it's it's messed up. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, why would you want to have that train of thought with anything else if it's been done to you? Exactly. So that's why to me it, it just doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. add up. Mm-hmm. But there was a story after that that was fucking lame. It was this black dude, I guess uh, it was this white guy that went to use the bathroom at Starbucks, right? And uh, they said, well, you need to be a customer in order to use the bathroom, okay? So the white guy uses the bathroom. He comes back to get his frappuccino or whatever. And then a the black dude walked up to the register. He's like, hey, well, he, he, didn't use the, he didn't buy nothing. He got to use the bathroom. And the manager said, I want you to leave. And he was like, hey, wait, wait. Oh, I got to leave now because I'm black, huh? Oh, I can't use the bathroom because I'm black? Is that what's going on? And she's like, I need you to leave. And he's like, well, I got to leave for it. Why he get to, and then the dude, I guess the dude's name was Brad or something. He's like, why did Brad get to use the bathroom when I use the bathroom? <laughs> it's like, first of all, homie, it's like this. If you got to use the bathroom that bad, go to another fucking store. If you're not wanted there, man, look, you will never be seen as an equal in the eyes of someone that's racist. If they really don't like you, man, just leave. Yeah, they have the, you don't have to convince them to like th- you. Thank you. You, you, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to convince them to like you, man. If that's the case, leave. And then he had his phone on the whole time. The dude didn't, I don't know if the dude was taking a shit or if he was peeing. But you, the whole time this guy's in there doing his business, you got your phone recording. And the guy walks out the bathroom and he looks at the camera like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. People, the, the sad thing is, is smartphones are starting to become smarter than the people using them. Yeah. And I understand that we, I think that sometimes we're, we're racially sensitive as black people sometimes based on the fact that we've been exposed and treated a certain way. 
But you got to understand, man, you, you cannot call something or someone racist at the drop of a dime. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Don't do not do that, man. Just mm -hmm. leave. And, and the sad part is like we're not, what's the resolution? We're not doing anything as far as there's there's awareness. There's more awareness to social inequality and injustice now than ever in history. But we're not coming any closer to resolving these issues. Mm -hmm. And it's because of shit like this. This fucking guy. Why brag if you use the bathroom? Like, bruh, like, this ain't gonna help. Mm -hmm. It ain't gonna help, man. It's gonna take another 200 years for people to get right. Like, I, <laughs> honestly, yeah. it's gonna take a minute. That's pretty much it, man. Shout out to Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Brad was like, what, dude? What happened? He's like, I didn't get to use the bathroom, but you got to use it. He's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know, man. I just got to get something. Was there like a key or something? Or do you just... There's a code. Oh, a code? She, she gave, the, gave the guy, Brad, gave that him the code. That must have been like an L.A. bathroom or something. Yeah, probably. Because L.A. locked everything up. They don't want no bums in there. They don't want no homeless people in there, man. I went to McDonald's, man. That shit was locked up like Fort Knox, man. <laughs> I couldn't get a McChicken without putting my hand <laughs> to the fucking... You gotta get your thumbprint and everything. Yeah, fucking McDonald's are like Alcatraz and shit. <laughs> like, am I at a prison system? Or can I get McNuggets? They're like, yeah, man, just put the money in the, put the, money in the drink and slide it over here. <laughs> It's like going to a McDonald's in Los Angeles is like doing a fucking drug deal. <laughs> it's like you got to put the money in a fucking box and then slide it in there and then give you out some lukewarm nuggets. Nuggets ain't even hot. They got to verify your identity before <laughs> you use your credit card. Yeah, they got to scan your ID. They pass it back. Like You got to give niggas fake IDs to get McChickens and shit. <laughs> Oh, oh no, man! man. They, withhold some, they withhold more of your funds than they really need, and then they disperse it back two weeks later to make sure you got all the money in your yeah. You like, man? Don't charge me no merchant fee. I paid you cash, man. What the fuck is wrong with you, niggas out here trying to invest your money and shit in the McDonald's? Yo, oh man, this is kind of off topic, but I was in uh, this is years ago. I was in L.A. at a McDonald's, and it was over in uh, it was in near Watts. I go into McDonald's and this black dude's outside and me, my dad, and my aunt went up in there and the dude walked in and like, you know how some some like, you know, homeless people that ask you for change, they'd be like, hey, you got a dollar fifty or something yeah. like that. This motherfucker <clears throat> walked up to me and said, Hey big man, like I guess he was trying to butter me up before he asked me for money. Yeah. He's like, Hey big man, you lift weights, huh? I was like, Yeah, I, I lift. He's like, that's cool, man. Like, you've been hitting the weights hard. I was like, yeah, man, I try. Hey, you got $10, man? I was like, what? <laughs> what? You trying to butter me up. Like, hey, man, you looking good, man. You got some big arms. You got $10? It's never okay to call somebody big, man. Yeah, like, hold that's on, not man. That's an endearing term. Like, nah. usually that's, like, slightly disrespectful. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it, it's, it's, I won't say it's so disrespectful. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. Like stop trying to butter. It's not me. a compliment though. The not, way that they, the way he's, the word, the way he says it, and the the actual word, it's like it's like an oxymoron. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like um, calling somebody pretty ugly, or you know what I mean. Like, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you pretty ugly. Hey, how you doing? You got ten dollars I can borrow. Dang, girl, you ugly. But you trying to like be suave and whatnot. 
She gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> you tell a woman that she ugly. If you really told a woman she was ugly out of left field, she'd probably have a fucking stroke. Especially in her Instagram comments. Oh, like you ugly girl. She'd be like, because you know the funny thing is everybody expects you to say something nice to them. She'll probably block you. She'll block your ass so quick. You'd be like, man, you got hella cellulite. Why you fat like that? Ah. And then she'll be like, why would you comment something so mean? I can't believe it. And here's the fucked up thing. It's wrong to make a comment like that. That's tacky. And it's it's fucking corny. (laughs) But here's the thing. What's more corny? She'll have like 13 dudes in her comments like, you're beautiful. Oh, you're so beautiful. And not respond to none of them. Mm. And then you say one thing fucked up. And then she'll like, oh my God. What the fuck are you doing in my comments, you asshole? You creep. (laughs) People they they people oftentimes acknowledge negative shit, man. Yeah. They don't they don't really acknowledge like um positive shit. Mm-hmm. They gonna ignore that. They just you know. Yeah. But yeah, man. That this whole the whole star back back on the on the main point. <laughs> the whole Starbucks thing is just too much, dude. Yeah. It's it's too much. I I don't I first I don't feel they should have closed the fucking store down, but they're doing it and they're doing it for one main reason in my opinion. They're doing it because they do not want to be seen as the bad guy. They want they want people to know that Starbucks is not racist. We understand that our clientele is predominantly white. So mm-hmm. we, <laughs> we don't want black people to feel like they're not welcome here. It's mm-hmm. not that black people ain't welcome to Starbucks. They just don't go. Wow. Yeah, we watching yeah. watching the playoffs and Dwayne Wade just went ham on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dwayne Wade about to hurt this dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, well that was that was just my point in in regards to uh in regards to Starbucks, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's my take on that. Uh anything to add on that, dude? No, that's all, man. Oh well. Until next time, folks, uh, stay tuned, man. We got some more content coming here on the Trucker's Mind podcast. This is podcast number three. If you gave a fuck enough to listen to the first two. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, man. There'll, there'll be much more content. Yeah. And if you happen to be on my Facebook page uh, or any way you reference this uh, podcast, go ahead and hit that comment section. You know what I'm saying? If you got me on Snapchat... Hit me in, the, in my in my inbox. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And if you if you send nudes and I ain't tripping, go you can send those too. But what? <laughs> yeah, but don't 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 be a fucking guy. <laughs> guy. Anyways, man, you listen to the Truckers Mind podcast, man. Y'all have a great day. Peace.